We're in a different time as governments and leaders attempt to stop the spread of the coronavirus all across the world. School districts are closing. Right now, as of this recording, 5 million American children are out of school for an extended time because of the coronavirus. So what are we as parents supposed to do about that? We're going to help you today in this special edition of Positively Dad. Becoming better parents, partners, and people, this is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is James Shaw, host of Positively Dad. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an eight-year-old second grader named Naomi, and she's now a homeschooled second grader, I guess, for the time being. You know, I started Positively Dad over a year ago to be a resource to you, to help you as a dad grow and get better, and for us to be able to come together. And my goal today is to be able to help you do that. We are in a time of massive change across the world and in our country. And uh, we're just going to have to kind of take it all in and move forward and deal with it. And so my goal today is to help you. Because if you're listening to this, chances are you've been told that your school is canceled for an extended period of time. Here where we are in the Tampa Bay area of Florida in Pinellas County, we're starting spring break this week, and the school district has already told us that we should have a, we'll have another week off after that, and that we I, I'm guessing that we'll actually have more. There's some school districts that are closed all the way through uh, April, and those closures could continue. So what do you do? Right? How do you balance it all? How do you make your work work? And how do you help your kids learn? And, and are they going to get behind? And, and, and what's the day going to look like? And I don't want to just give them the tablet and have them sit in front of the TV and, and all these things going on in your mind. So my goal today is to help just relieve that stress a little bit and set you up to win. Set you up so that your family can continue to function and, and your kids are learning and growing and you're making things work as well. So I reached out to someone who's been on the podcast before. His name is Dave Schmidu, and Dave has uh, joined us in the past to talk about some things. He's an educator. He's a former teacher, a former principal, an s- overall really good guy. And so he's joined us today to share some ideas to help you during this time. Dave, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Well, thank you. And I know there's a lot going on. So thanks for getting up. First, tell people a little bit about you because you do a lot in schools and you're a dad too. So help people kind of understand who you are as we get started. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Dave Schmidow. I live up in Michigan. I am a dad of four amazing kids. My oldest is in eighth grade. My youngest is down in pre-K. So I really run that whole span as a dad first. Uh, But I'm also a former teacher, former principal, Right now, I have the job of executive director of curriculum and instruction of a school district here in Michigan. So in essence, I cheerlead champion on teachers and principals in the entire district. And right now, the the entire state of Michigan shut down, truly schools and and everything, it seems like, are shut down. My job right now is to help people innovate and find new ways to help kids learn. What have the last couple of weeks been like in your district? We've been playing the what-if game a lot for the last couple of weeks. Um, What if a a child gets sick? What if a parent gets sick? What if the governor comes out and says schools are shutting down and just coming up with, I mean, it's like a choose your own adventure book that we've been playing and just trying to figure out what are the variables. And then Thursday night this week, um, we heard that Ohio was closing down. So we were all glued to our phones, just waiting for our governor to come out. And she gave a speech that said we were shutting down but that was it without a whole lot of direction of what does that mean? What are our expectations? What are our requirements? So 
it's just been all hands on deck as we're trying to brainstorm and figure out ways to feed our kids, support our kids, support our communities, support our teachers, support our hourly employees without a whole lot of direction from the top right now. Yeah. All right. So we've got parents feeling the same way you're feeling, obviously, that just like, hey, what are we going to do? In our district, for example, we just found out yesterday we're closed to the 27th. I'm sure that's going to get extended. What's just the first message, I guess, the, a little message of hope you'd want to give to these parents is now they're going to, you know, we're, we're, we're the teachers and the parents, which I guess we should always be anyway. And yet we've actually become that. Yeah. So advice number one is breathe. Don't let your anxiety become your kid's anxiety. You know, your kids are still kids. Let them be kids. And in your kids' minds right now, they're just thinking, yay, it's another vacation. Okay. We don't need to then start talking to them about all the things that are stressing us out and burdening us with our own schedules and how in the world we're going to be able to provide for them and work for them and teach them. And I would argue that we are always their parents, number one. Just be their parent. Your job is not to replicate the job of teachers who are trained in curriculum, assessments, standards, all of that stuff. You're their parent. And as parents, we are tasked with teaching our kids some things, but the things that we're asked to teach our kids are not necessarily the same things that schools are tasked with teaching our kids. So use this as an opportunity to teach your kids the things that you find valuable and important. Yeah, well, I'm thankful that you're joining us to share to help out these parents. So we're in Florida and our schools are closed through right now the 27th. I, I'm sure that's going to get extended. Yeah. So I, the, the people are, are asking me and what I hear parents talking about you know, or what are we supposed to do? And I know that some, you know, some schools have e-learning stuff set up where teachers are going to work on things. I mean, I know this is a whole new ballgame for you. Mm -hmm. I guess what, what's the first piece of advice you give to a parent who now has in, in your state have their kids home for a month? Um, what's the first piece of advice that you would give them? Um, well, there's, there's a few things. Uh, number one is just breathe um, and do not feel the pressure to replicate or to to pretend that you are your, your child's teacher. You're not, you're their parent. And that it is okay to recognize that you are not their teacher. It is not your responsibility to be their teacher, to teach them a bunch of content and standards and curriculum. Your job is to parent your kids, to give them experiences, to give them memories, and just to help calm your child's anxiety. Because whether your child is four, 14, or 24, they're feeling the same stress that we're putting out. So just be there with your kids as much as possible, lean into them and allow your kids to still be kids right now. They don't need to pick up on the stress and anxiety and the unknowns. Just allow them to live day by day. And you as the parent, do the same thing. Allow yourself to just live one day at a time or in these small chunks, like, like you just said, James, we're anticipating this thing could stretch out longer than the next two or three weeks. Right. But just attack the next week or two weeks at a time. Don't sit down and feel, feel like you have to write lesson plans from now till June. Yeah, that would be a bit overwhelming. Plus, you know, parents are, uh, you know, balancing jobs and other responsibilities. Right, right. I know that you probably have been working with the, the teachers and administrators in your district on how they can just kind of relax and yeah. not bring it into the classroom, which is, you know, what the last two weeks have been like. So what advice were you giving them that our parents can learn about how just to relax and take it day by day? You know, sometimes with obstacles like this, we can turn them into opportunities. We really can. And, you know, one of the, the, the unique things that we're experiencing in my district is in February, we do surveys. We call it Feedback February, where we survey our stakeholders, our parents, our teachers, and our students, just to try to figure out how we're doing. And my district, we're doing great in a lot of areas. But one of the areas that our students and our parents that we could probably work a little bit better at is making our instruction relevant to them. 
This is an opportunity to make sure that all learning that we provide to students is relevant. I know there are a lot of people out there right now scrambling to try to find the online games that students can play and coming up with these virtual experiences. And I'm gonna challenge people to just take a pause on all of that for a while and try to figure out ways that you can just take life and make them learning opportunities. You know, go outside and go for a walk with your kids down the sidewalk and have conversations. Talk to them about why we have addresses and how the, the mail gets delivered and talk about distribution and um, count your steps and have races and calculate how fast you can run miles per hour. I mean, there's so many things that you can do to make learning relevant in a time like this. So it's not sterile and just focused on a computer um, and e-learning, if you will. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can do that? Because I, I saw a post that you made and you, you gave an example of uh, a toilet paper example that I just thought was so funny <laughs> um, of, of things. What, just share some of the creative stuff that you've come up with that parents can do to turn some of this into a little bit of a game and learn at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So one, one of the things that I need everybody to recognize is as parents, we are curators of learning. That's our, that's our responsibility. As parents, when we spend time with our kids, we are looking for opportunities to teach them life skills in everything that we do. And that's all you're being asked to do right now. I mean, that's the ultimate role of school as well, is to set kids up for success later on in life. So just as you're going through your day-to-day -day activity, figure out ways to ask questions about the things that you're currently experiencing. So I think the example you're, you're um, talking about is, I just, you know, everybody's talking about the toilet paper shortage right now. You can just sit down with your kids and calculate how much toilet paper do we really need in an average day? Then how many rolls does that equate to? Uh, what would be the cost of that? And, and just figure out ways to ask questions about all the chaos that's out there right now and turn it into something fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having any kid, whether they're four, 14 or 24, sit down and try to calculate how much toilet paper they use on a daily basis. They're going to kind of get into that kind of activity. Yeah. So uh, t turn it and make it fun. I had, I had a friend reach out and, and she said, here's, here's her concern. And, and I'll just read you what she said. She said, I'd love some examples of a structured schedule. And she says, not just that, but how to balance one kid who, uh, who does have to do e-learning and one who's younger and doesn't while we're still working. And I think that's what the thing is that's going on in people's minds. We got to work too, and then we're balancing our kids. What kind of structure would you advise for people to set up over these next few weeks? I think it's important to recognize that kids are still kids. And I think that this is the structure, the, the debate that these schools are, are wrestling with right now, whether or not to require virtual e-learning or whether or not to make it optional or to do anything at all. And I would say as a parent, you need to recognize that each of your kids is different. However, there is probably not a single kid out there that is willing to sit down for seven and a half hours a day and do structured e-learning activities unless they're called Fortnite or Minecraft. So build in some times throughout your day where your kid can have some of those releases and actually do the things that kids want to do while also jumping through whatever hoops are, are placed in front of your kids. I mean, that's what, that's what we do. I mean, it's Saturday morning right now. And we said, you know, well, let's take a pause to whatever we would normally do on a Saturday morning and do something that's important and provide value. And then we'll go back to our normal activities as, as parents and, and dads or moms or whatever the case may be. And then we'll come back and, and do some work. It's the same thing with kids come up with a structure that works for you and your kids, sit down with them and create a schedule with them. But I would also say it's important that we do recognize that parents are gonna be still called on to work 
during this time. There are a lot of parents out there that are going to not going to be able to be with their kids. Mm -hmm. So utilize the things that your kids are doing right now as a, a mechanism for accountability and communication as a parent. Maybe this is the time where you want to create your own TikTok account so that you and your kid can communicate via TikTok because your child might be able to demonstrate their learning to you by creating some sort of TikTok dance or song or activity. And then you can monitor that. It's gonna be a whole lot easier to get your kid to buy into making some sort of TikTok than it is sending you a formalized email or submitting a PDF to you. Reach them this, where they are. This, I'm saying this sounds like a time to allow the creativity to show up that may not always, by the way, show up in a normal traditional classroom. So this Absolutely. could be a chance for you to maybe learn something about something that's inside of your child that you didn't know was there. Absolutely. I mean, we talk all the time about how schools over the last 20 years have become so sterile because we're teaching to the test. Now it's time to throw that out the window and say, hey, now let's just teach to learn. It's a completely different game. How's that different? How is teaching to learn different than teaching to the test? <laughs> oh, we're opening up a whole can of worms here. Um, it, it shouldn't be. Let me preface that. It should not be. If we are truly teaching kids to learn, they're going to be successful on the test. But we also know the reality is the way that schools have evolved or devolved over the last 15 to 20 years is that there's now this tremendous pressure for um, teachers to show some sort of performance, whatever that might mean, proficiency mm -hmm. or to earn a label. And so we spend the time of March and April really doing a bunch of test prep activities and worksheets that make school extremely sterile, boring and dry for kids, as opposed to opening it up and saying, let's just learn and explore and have fun. This is our opportunity to just say, let's just learn, explore, and have fun. Let's do all the stuff that we've always been too scared to do at this time of year. And let's just see how it goes. Right now, yeah. truly, there's, there's no expectation for anything right now other than for kids to keep going and growing and learning. So take advantage of it. Yeah. So get creative and let your juices flow. Absolutely. What, what would you say to the parents, though, who are very concerned of, hey, what, you know, what, if, what now my kid isn't in school? What if they aren't learning? What if they're getting behind? What if they aren't making progress because... They aren't in that classroom every day. They're not taking the test. They're not doing all that kind of stuff. And the reason I ask that is we, um, you know, you know, Naomi's in second grade. And so she's, and she's in a gifted program here in Pinellas County in Florida. And, and that teacher, that particular teacher, that particular teacher's idea is that we're going to be in the classroom and we're going to do our work in the classroom. And I'm not sending a bunch of homework home. We don't do anything that's repetitive. There's no repetitive homework. So it's not about drills or, you know, spelling words and stuff like that. She wants them to get creative. And I remember that bothered some parents. There were parents that were very concerned over the fact that we weren't going to have homework and be doing stuff every day. Well, we're now in this model that we're not going to be doing homework and, and having this repetitive stuff anymore. So what advice would you give to parents on how to really set something like that up? Again, I, I love the questions you're asking right now. You're just giving me some opportunities to preach right now. Number one, to those parents that get concerned that teachers aren't giving homework, there's nothing stopping you, parent, from giving your kids work to do at home. Homework is work at home. So feel free. Right now, for the next two or three weeks, it's all homework. It is all work at home. So <laughs> this is your opportunity. Be creative and figure out what homework you think is important. There's not a teacher out there that's going to stop a parent from saying, this is important. I want my student to learn this, my child to learn this. Go teach. Whatever it is that you think is important, go do. But you also mentioned something else you said. The term you used was, my student is going to be falling behind. Yeah. yeah. What about the parents who get worried they're going to fall behind? So falling behind is a completely relative term. Falling behind means that other people are going to start passing you by, um, that other people are going to leapfrog over you. But we have to remember, we are truly all in this together. Number one, the fact that we have created school to be this 
competitive environment where in second and third grade, we're worried about class ranking and placement is a whole nother story. But we're truly all in uncharted waters right now. We are, we have, like you said, 5 million kids as of right now. I guarantee by the end of this weekend, we're going to be 10, 15 million kids. Um, we're all in the same boat. This is your opportunity, parent, to take this time to say, here's all the stuff that I really want my kid to know. All the stuff that I haven't had the chance to really to, to do with my kid, the memories I haven't been able to make with my child, this is my, this is my time to shine. I haven't had a chance to teach my kid to, to ride a bike or to swim or um, how to tie a tie or tie their shoes. Cool. This is your chance. We're right. giving you that opportunity. Teach the stuff that's important to you. Yeah, my wife said something today this morning. She said, we have just been given the gift of time together. True story. And, and I, you know, this may be something that while I get that it's, it's chaotic, um, it is, it's changing the way life as we know it for, for, for the time being, that we might look back on this four or five years later and put the, put the virus aside and the tragedy that's happening from that. That if your family stays clear of that, you might put this and go, I'm so thankful we had those three weeks, four weeks, whatever weeks at home just to be together, right? right. Don't you think that might be some of that out there? A absolutely. And again, I, the virus, it, it is an absolute tragedy for the people that are impacted and affected. And I don't want to shortchange that at all. But again, with obstacles become, become opportunities. You know, we think about any war that America has gone through and the innovation that has resulted as a result of that war. I mean, right now, it's kind of what's going on right now. We are being tasked with an opportunity to be innovative and creative and to lean in and grow together like never before. I mean, just the fact that we're able to have this conversation right now on a Saturday morning mm -hmm. to help educate parents and empower parents to just focus in on what's important to them is powerful. And the fact that businesses right now are trying to do all they can to give parents that gift of time with their kids. I mean, we're in a time right now where people are hoarding everything, but hoarding employees, hoarding um, time and hoarding toilet paper, it, it's not going to happen right now. <laughs> this is the opportunity where businesses are saying, parents, we want to work with you. We want to give you some freedom to go and be that parent that we know you need to be. So take full advantage of it. Right. Okay. So what resources might you point people to? And I want to keep in mind that, you know, we will have people listening that have elementary age kids, yeah. uh, middle school kids, high school kids. Are there some resources that you guys use when you're building a curriculum or things like that, that parents can easily access to help fill the time? And then I do want to spend a little time talking about maybe how we might structure out our day. Cause I know those are going to be some questions too. So first resources. Yeah. So, so first of all, right now, virtually every online platform, educational platform has released their fees for the next month. So whatever, just sit down and have a conversation with your kid, number one, and say, what tools were you using at school? And then just type them in um, to, to your web browser and you're going to find lists. I, I will also, James, I'll, I'll send you a list. You feel free to tag it to the um, bottom of the podcast and yeah. um, add it to this, that it's literally a list a mile long of websites that parents can access um, the direct uh, URLs and um, everything that you need, whether it's math, science, social studies, language arts from K through 12 and in, into higher ed. So I'll make sure that you have access to that. Thank but again, you. the resource that you have more than anything else is fresh air. Just go outside, plant a garden, go for a walk. Um, you know, we, we're talking about uh, social, socially, social quarantine and coming up with that six foot bubble around people. Go outside and breathe and get some fresh air with your family and just have conversations and make memories. That's all learning is, is a collection mm -hmm. of memories. Mm -hmm. So make memories that matter right now. And then the, the last thing as we kind of wrap up that I thought of, unless, unless you've got some other stuff Go to ahead. add, is, is, this, is how would you 
structure the day? Because I hear a lot of just kind of see what happens. And I think, Dave, some parents can be challenged with that. So how would you structure out a day to make it work? Yeah. So one of, one of the differences between now and summer vacation, because in summer vacation, I know a lot of parents just let their kids stay up late and sleep in and whatever, but then they can start to scaffold it back once they know that school is trying to ramp up. Right now, we don't know when school is going to start again. So keeping your, your child in somewhat of a schedule is extremely important. But I would say, again, don't try to replicate the seven and a half hour day. If you can break it into chunks, um, let your kid wake up, have some maybe TV time or Xbox time, whatever the case may be, eat their breakfast. And then by nine or nine 30 every day, they have to do something. But I would say it, it shouldn't be necessarily schoolwork. Maybe that first half hour is some sort of charity work or they have to, it's an innovative time where they have to come up with some sort of solution to a problem. And then they share it with you either virtually if you're at work, they send you a text, a picture, a screenshot, something, and then you give them permission to move on to the next task. And then there's some sort of math task. But again, make it relevant to where they are. Maybe they have to solve some sort of problem. Maybe they have to calculate the, the budget for gro the grocery list this week or something along those lines. Come up with something that's relevant and just put them in little boxes and chunks and then give your, your child still some opportunities to be a child so that this doesn't translate into a burden for them. Let them right. be a kid and use this as that opportunity. I imagine that your school district is working to come up with ways to help parents. What yeah. do you think parents might be able to count on from their school district? For example, in ours, all we have is the email from the superintendent that came out yesterday that said, we're closed and we'll reevaluate. And I know that they're absolutely working on something. What sorts of things should, should we be able to count on possibly based on your experience to get from our school district for some support? Yeah, so, so first let me just try to explain why the, the plans aren't necessarily guaranteed right now is because there are issues with labor laws, contracts, unions, things like that that have to be ironed out. So here in Michigan, we're used to snow days, for example. And when we have a snow day, School is just closed down and nobody does any work, but there's the expectation that we'll make those days up at the end of the year. So we're able to shut things down knowing that people will do the work in June or whenever the school year ends. Right now, we don't have that luxury. We don't know when and if schools can be made up. So we can't put the burden or the expectation on teachers to do a bunch of work right now if they're also going to be asked to do it in June in makeup days. Mm -hmm. So until we get guidance from states as to whether or not days are going to be completely forgiven or whether or not virtual online learning or distance learning is going to count, we're kind of in limbo land. So what most districts are doing right now is they're coming up with plans so that parents have optional and choice board activities. And that's what we're going to be doing in my district is we're sharing out through, through our, our, Google platform, a bunch of optional activities for parents to be able to have access to. It's truly a menu. We've got math activities, language arts activities, social science, elective activities every day of the week. And as a parent, you can pick it up. You can look at it online. You can swing by the school and grab a hard copy of it. And you'll see just a list of activities similar to some of the things I've described so that they have some things that some options and they can pick and choose what they're comfortable with their child doing and what they're not comfortable with their child doing. And then again, it doesn't necessarily put a burden on teachers to have to sit down and grade and provide feedback, but it just gives parents some, some hope and opportunities to present learning to their kids. That's great. Awesome. Okay. So what's the last thing that you want parents to know as they go into this uncharted territory? Uh, what's your kind of final message to them? Um, lean in to each other. You know, most of the teachers that are out there are parents too, and they're struggling with the same conversations with their own kids, even though they are professional teachers. It's a different world teaching your own child than it is teaching a bunch of strangers. So lean into each other, uh, lean into to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, wherever it is, and just steal some ideas. And again, use this as an opportunity. Don't use this as an, a, a, um, 
it, it, don't see this as an obstacle. Um, we're all in this together. There are people out there like, like me and thousands of others that are just going to be throwing ideas out there for free. Grab them, use what works, toss what doesn't work, and uh, lean into each other. Help each other out. You know, if you're a parent and you know your next door neighbor has to go to work, invite their, their kids over to your house to play and pre present some learning opportunities to them. Lean into this. That's good. Hey, how can people find you? Because you've got books, you've got stuff. People love to connect with you. You do great stuff on Instagram. So tell people how they can connect with you, Dave. Sure. I am at Dave Schmitto. So it's D-A-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-T-T-O-U on Twitter and Instagram and, and all the things just at Dave Schmitto. And again, if there's anything I can do to help, even if it's just talk through things as a dad, as a parent, educator, whatever, it's, it's all free right now for the next three weeks. So let's just, <laughs> let's just figure this out together. That's right. Well, Dave, thanks for getting up on a Saturday morning and, and helping us out. You know, your kids are going to be fine. You're going to run the place like a school, right? They're going to be up. And <laughs> oh, my kids are in for it. I don't know, man. <laughs> if they have to wear their uniform, you're going to make them put a uniform on. I mean, it's just going to be nuts. Right. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time on this Saturday morning. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Such valuable information from Dave. I'm so glad he joined us. I hope you got value out of it as well. And he said, you know, that this really, it, it is an opportunity for us. It's an opportunity for us to connect. It's an opportunity for us to, to just have some time with our kids, which is what my wife said this morning, is that we're getting the gift of time. I also think that he gave us some good advice of there are some parents that this is a big challenge, and there's lots of social issues in this and stuff that I didn't get into today. Let's help each other. Let's figure out how we can support and, and rally and be a community. I want to wrap with this. And that's, it's from a book. And, and, and as you know, I work in the real estate field. If you've listened, you know I work in the real estate field. And there's a book out called Shift. And, and it's about how to run a business in a market that's changing. And it's written by Gary Keller and Jay Papsan and Dave Jenks. Jay's been a guest on the podcast. What Gary says in this book is this. He says, think of a shift as an opportunity. And that's what we're in. We're in a shift in our lives. And it's an opportunity. And Gary goes on to, to quote Price Pritchett, who's a business author, and, and Price says, quote, change always comes bearing gifts. And Gary adds that he believes it's true, that change can inspire us with the benefits that it can bring. We're in a change. It's hectic. It's crazy. There's a lot going on. And at the end, though, it could be a gift. It could bring us something down the line that we wouldn't have otherwise. So have some hope in that. We're going to continue to be a resource for you. And so I hope that you'll reach out and connect with us. Tell us what episodes you'd like us to focus on moving forward so that we can help you during this time as well. If this episode was of value to you, would you please share it with people that you know? Share it with other parents and, and educators who would get some value out of it. Um, and, and then rate and review and subscribe wherever you're listening. Maybe this is your first one and you haven't heard us before. If you rate, review, and subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. We do two every week, one on Monday, one on Thursday. So you're always welcome to, to listen to those. And then finally, I'd love to connect with you online. Email is james at positivelydad.com. And then we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad, and we'll connect with you there. Thank you so much for taking time out today to listen. I trust it helped you. And I'll look forward to talking to you next time. I'm James Shaw. We'll see you. Bye-bye.